It's episode 17 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. Today, I got returning guest, Mr. Corey Latendre. How's it going, my guy? I would ask you how your weekend was, but I'm afraid I already know the answer to that. Uh, as far as weekends go, there's 52 weeks in a year, and that was probably number 52. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't think I'm going to have a worse weekend than that. Maybe a whole week maybe could trump it but yeah not a weekend man yeah just the way it all went down between the packers and tampa it was there were some plays that happened that were very deflating as a packers fan it's not like one qb outdueled the other because you had the better quarterback but there were some other factors that made the good qb play of aaron Rodgers not matter Right. So we will get into that <laughs> later, but man, it was tough to watch that. Just thinking about you, I was like, man, Corey <laughs> must be losing his mind right now. It was a very, uh, it was a very stressful couple of hours, and yeah. it was just like it was. I know we'll get into it later, but it was just like a shitty <gasps> hope again. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, cool. You couldn't just let me have shit the whole way. Yeah. It's, it's very tough, but we'll start this episode off. Um, Connor McGregor Woo! lost to Dustin Poirier in the second round TKO. Did mm-hmm. you catch any of that? I caught the whole card. Uh, let me take this time to apologize to absolutely fucking nobody <laughs> yeah. except everyone who I let down. Yeah. <laughs> what like, a Saturday evening, eh? Man, it's funny because it's like, Obviously, it's great for the UFC when Connor wins, right? Yeah. He's the biggest draw. He's your number one guy. Everyone's super excited. Everyone's always going to buy his fights. He's an exciting yeah. fighter. And it's just like, but Dustin Poirier is such a good guy. So yeah. it's hard to root against him, right? So you're kind of happy with no matter how that fight goes. Like, at least when I'm watching it, I'm like, you know what? I'm happy with a Connor win because it just like builds him and we'll see what he does next. Yeah. Dustin's like a guy who deserves it. He's been fighting his ass off yeah. for years. And Connor fights once every year or two. And that was the thing that he said after the fight, after he got fucking slapped. Yeah. Uh, he, cause he's like, yeah, he's like, you know what? Like you can't just fight every once in a while. So hopefully Connor fights again this year, at least once more and gets another matchup. Yeah. I don't know who they'd put him up against. Maybe he fights Oliveira, maybe he gets Chandler. I don't know. Or but. I was thinking he maybe gets because Chandler beat Hooker, so maybe McGregor go gets Hooker and then Poirier gets Chandler. Maybe, I don't know. but you get that. Uh, I think Dustin's obviously like the guy. He's when yeah. they, they're going to have then there will be a title fight, and that I know Dana's hoping that uh, Khabib comes back. Yeah, but I don't think he's going to at least. And if he does, he'll come back for like a fight. He's not coming back to be on the roster again. Yeah. So it's like Poirier deserves that title shot, like whoever they're going to set up for that fight. And it's like he got Oliveira, who made Ferguson look like an idiot. (laughs) So it's like he's up there. Like you got to give him somebody. So either he fights Dustin for the belt. Chandler just came in. So it's hard to see. Dana putting him in the title yeah, fight right away. True. But yeah, it's it's kind of a mixed bag. And you're like, who's Connor gonna fight? It's 
any who knows the rankings mean nothing in the UFC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> They're just think, there for I, show. Yeah, I think Dana was hoping for Connor to win so that he could some Connor could say some shit in the ring after he won, maybe calling out Khabib for a rematch or something to happen for some buzz around a Khabib Connor rematch for like something. Oh, but for sure. Unfortunately, that's Dana's wet dream. Yeah, exactly. That bald bastard. Of course, he just wants <laughs> Connor's your biggest draw. Khabib's yeah. your best fighter, maybe ever. And it's like that fight sold so well the first time, but second one would even would blow that one out of the water. Exactly. I would almost rather watch Dustin fight Khabib again at this point. Like Connor would get messed up by Khabib if he fought him again. If he looks like how he looked last night, he looked good to start that fight, but it was just couldn't keep the pressure up. Got those calf kicks. Busted that leg. Couldn't yeah. he couldn't walk after the fight. Yeah, he left the uh dressing room in a crutch. Yeah, crutch. right. And it's like yeah. Connor's never been knocked out. And like he you see with his style, right? He has that weird karate style where he has that like lunge stance, so he yeah. can't quickly change position. So that yeah. leg kick just like smash, smash, smash. People were I heard some I was reading some things about. Uh, they're like, well, maybe they'll get Connor to fight Gaethje. Oh. And I was like, oh, like, it'd be like they're both swinging, swinging and banging boys, but Gaethje has devastating leg kicks. So it's like if Connor got knocked around by Poirier's, it's like Gaethje would take him to task unless Connor figured out a different way or just yeah. like pressed super hard, did more like push kicks to like get some distance and then like attack. But he's kind yeah. of a counterattack fighter. So I don't know. Yeah. Is. Connor was kind of he, he couldn't get any momentum, and whenever he would, Poirier would just put him against the cage, and then immediately it was in Dustin swinging Dustin's way. And if you listen to last episode when I had Johnny on, mm-hmm. he said three things that Dustin Poirier needs to do to win, and I think Johnny went three for three, and Dustin Probably. won. Yeah, he watches fighting a little bit. Yeah, Johnny was like, for Dustin to get an edge, he needs to, I think he forgets how good he is with his leg kicks. He has devastating low leg kicks, but he sometimes forgets to use them. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing that (laughs) fucked Connor over. That's basically won him the fight. Um, He needs to keep moving. He's Dustin Poirier tends to be standing still or planting his feet too often and Dustin mm-hmm. Poirier was he was moving with Connor everywhere yep, bouncing around and um fight Connor in close not at Connor's range and all Poirier did was pin him against the the cage and mm-hmm. Dustin Poirier got him with like 2 minutes left in the second round right so, it's like when the fight started I think Connor took that first round. Yeah, I from think what I can remember, I right? Saw like, a couple of and nine, and like nine, close, yeah. but like it looked, you're like, okay, here it is. And then in the second round, Dustin was like, nope, I need to do what I need to do. Focused yeah. on his game plan, Keep stuck it to it, yeah. and was just bang, bang, bang. And then after the fight, when he was talking about it, he's like, I have a tendency to kind of go wild sometimes, and I had to hold that back and you know just stay focused and keep what I was doing. It's like that's why you probably deserve to be the champ. Yeah. He executed everything really, really well. He kept landing those leg kicks. Connor couldn't really check them. And 
I saw Connor stun Poirier a few times. Mm-hmm. Oh, he landed some. Got him. Thoughts. Off balance. Like, people forget that Connor fought like an absolute dog that night. Like, Dustin Poirier mm-hmm. isn't a name to just glance over. Like, he's he's an unreal fighter. And Connor mm-hmm. still did well. Like, Connor had oh, the yeah. first round. Like, it was a good fight. And Poirier just executed on the leg kicks to the point where it got Connor couldn't put any weight on it. And part of UFC to gain an edge is to standing. Yeah, standing <laughs> and having like good balance. But if you can't put any weight on your leading foot, that's mm-hmm. huge. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I think the biggest takeaway better. is just like you look at the two guys trajectory last seven years ago. Okay, Connor with a meteoric rise, right? Just right to the top, wins that belt, wins that second belt. He's a double champ. Yeah. And then <laughs> wheels fall off. He's like, I'm going to go fight Floyd. And then there was a year of that where the lead up to that and he fights Floyd and then he comes back and then he takes time off again. And then he fights Khabib after not fighting in the UFC for like a fucking almost what, two years. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll fight the best guy. And you're like, cause yeah. you have that swagger, right? Cause he's got all that money, the hundred yeah. million dollars he made he's, from he's like the fighting most polarizing weather figure in like sports, let alone the UFC. Right. So He's doing that, and it's like, well, what has Dustin been doing since Connor knocked his ass out seven years ago? Training every day. Yeah, like grinding. Everybody, like the thing about Dustin is he beat everybody, like in the division, right? He hasn't mm-hmm. lost in a while. He's he's been killing it, and, and he goes against that. maybe the goat and loses, yeah. and then everyone's lost. And he to wins, and it's like, like, yeah, lost the so. Saying that he lost to Khabib, well, it's like, well, everyone did. So don't put it, you that, almost don't count it as a loss. You're yeah, like, well, that's like a wash. It's like, okay, it's happened to everyone, doesn't count. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did the thing that happens to everybody? Cool. Just it's fine. Ignore it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I'm not surprised at all that he won. There's no. that little bit of me because you're like, Connor has that magnetism and is like that. Yeah. He's got that counter, and it's like the power he has in that punch. You're like, it's devastating. He'll knock a guy out. Yeah. He almost knocked Poirier out with that one. You're like, whoa. <laughs> in the first round, you're like, okay. And then it's just like the difference in training and focus. And like you, I think we all kind of saw that Connor coming into the fight. It looked like he was taking it more seriously. Yeah. He seemed more dialed in. He dropped all the, not all the showboating stuff because that's who he is. It's what makes him him, but he wasn't being an asshole. Yeah, and you're like, okay, cool. Maybe Connor has, and it's like the word comes out. He's like, oh, I was ten weeks in Costa Rica or something training, and I was eight weeks here. And it's like, well, keep doing that for another year, and then like, I want to see Connor come back in like that hungry form. It's like, yeah, knock off all that ring rust, yeah. come back, fight someone else in the top five or six. I think Connor was number four in the rankings coming into the fight, but whatever. Yeah, like fight. He'll fight somebody. He's it'll be tough because like UFC is all about big names. So Connor's not going to fight for the title in the next fight, but if Connor wins his next fight and knocks a top five or six guy out, then it's like, well, will Connor fight for the belt the fight after that? Probably. Yeah. So who knows anything to bring in money. It's that's what it comes down to. Right. Whatever will bring the biggest, most pay-per-views and all that to Dana he'll do. So no, yeah, but right. what's the biggest fight. draw? Yeah, it was a good fight. It was a good 
night overall. But uh, let's move on to the NFL. Mm-hmm. Let's go over. Let's, a, let's do it. Some uh, NFL headlines first I before we football. get to what will ultimately make you cry. Um, cool. That's start off. That's why uh, you have me Stafford here. requesting a trade out of Detroit. It's about goddamn time. Like, right? This guy's yeah. been wasting his career in Detroit. Why like yeah. why didn't you do this five years ago or when you got drafted by Detroit? <laughs> it's like he saw Calvin Calvin Johnson was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> and he retired <laughs> so early because he's like, This franchise sucks and they're never gonna let me go. It's so they play in my division, so I love when they're shitty right it's great they've been my division's mostly trash and it has been mostly trash for a decade yeah there's one other team that kind of comes up in relevance and then the rest are trash is that minnesota minnesota lately is probably the other team that you're like uh but kirk cousins is just like okay it's like kirk cousins is like somewhere between 13 and 20 overall in best quarterbacks no that's exactly where i put him i think i said I'd put Kirk 12 to 15, like in that area. Yeah, Never but he's, gonna... he's fine. Yeah, but you need a he lot chokes. of weapons around him mm-hmm. and like a historic defense in order for him to carry that team to the next level. Yeah, but he's never going to be the guy that carries your team to a win, and that's great. I'm super pumped that yeah. they've kept him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And now I was upset that Detroit fired Matt Patricia because he sucks so bad. Yeah. And I was like, keep, come on, keep your job, keep your job. And they were like, no, you're gone. I was like, oh, nuts. It's okay. But now it's like Matt Stafford's leaving. It's like, okay, well, what free agent quarterbacks are there? Yeah. I'm nobody, <laughs> nobody good. Yeah. Desha- like Deshaun Watson's not going to go there. He's not yeah, going to no accept chance. a trade there if Houston decides they're going to let him go because he's got a no trade. So he's not going to Detroit. So it's like, I guess they could sign Fitzmagic, what which about, is fine. Fitzmagic's was, not great. What I was thinking, Matt Stafford and San Fran. And maybe they get Jimmy Garoppolo in return and like something else. I, like a package deal. I guess. Like Matt Stafford's I've, better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I've like, they've kind of fallen out of love with Jimmy Garoppolo because mm-hmm. he it hasn't done anything crazy in San Francisco. Well, he keeps getting hurt, right? Yeah. And Matt Stafford gets hurt, but he still plays well. Better he's than he's got Jimmy that Garoppolo. little bit of Brett Favre in him where he's like, I don't I'll play with a broken finger. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Just but throw me out there. I think Matt Stafford on San Fran would be good for him. Uh what other teams do you think could use a Matty Stafford? Uh, well, I think one of the most obvious choices are your boys because yeah. I don't think Cam's coming back to the Pats. No, I don't want to. Um, doesn't, it didn't make any it, – it wasn't a fit. It didn't work. So yeah. I doubt Bill brings him back. And then Jared well, Stidham isn't no. any good. He's, <laughs> like had, he's not a guy who you're like, yep, this is what yeah. we want. He's had chances to prove himself, and he just hasn't. And I'll be honest, part of the – a big reason is – our number one receiver is Jacoby Myers. Like he's a number two at best, I think. Um, uh-huh. Bird. He's like a number Amy three. Bird. Yeah. And James you got a lot of White, kids. Yeah, James White isn't the pass catching back he once was. Like he's kind of been in and out this season. This season's been weird, so I'm not gonna like blame it on him. But James White's been reliable, mm-hmm. but 
he hasn't he didn't have a good year this year. So, but I've seen your Jordan offense is trash, and he's just not. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be like he's a good backup. I think, and I think he can. Well, maybe, he's, he's and he's young, so it's like you yeah. he can get groomed. Yeah, still maybe right. Like a guy, guys like this. This whole recency bias thing of like, oh, you draft a quarterback, and if he's not starting on your team in the first two or three years, he's a bust. You're like, not necessarily. You can draft a guy and have him sit for four years if you have a guy in front of him that is a guy you learn from and is like a great quarterback. But Sidham doesn't have that. So it's like, but on the other side, the Patriots are missing so many pieces to compete again. It's Belichick said it earlier this year. He's like, well, what do you expect? He's like, eventually the wheels fall off because we have no draft picks. We've been winning for a decade. Yeah, he's like, well... Yeah, we had a down year. We signed Cam Newton for $1 million, like less than that. And it was an incentive-based contract. He was like, mm-hmm. we had zero cap space. But that's what happens when mm-hmm. you build for a Super Bowl, which we did. And I'm okay with sucking for the next decade because we had a full decade of winning, full 20 years of winning. You've got with... three Super Bowls in the last, what, eight years or something? Yeah, no, like I'm... <laughs> I can't. Like, I'm okay with losing for the next while because I've yeah. experienced the winning. But yeah, we had like zero cap space, so we couldn't sign anyone. We have our number one receiver is 35 years old, and he's a slot receiver. Yeah, <laughs> and he had knee surgery like halfway through the year. He even, like, I'm. I guarantee Edelman's like, yeah, season's going nowhere. Just fix my knee so I can just. Oh. Chill. Definitely. You like if that you see it all the time, guys are like, I can play through this, but he's like, What why would I? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, not like he's like, I need to prove myself or maybe yeah. we'll get a Super Bowl. It's like you had no chance. He is a, yeah, he's a Super Bowl MVP under his belt. He was Brady's guy. And he's this year means nothing. This year didn't count. Um, but I don't think I'd want to see Stafford on the Patriots as much as I love him, but I also love Stafford too much that I want to see him go to a team where the team has a real chance of like winning. And I know that's the problem is who needs a quarterback outside of maybe San Francisco. Maybe this is the year where they're like, we don't want Jimmy anymore. We can't trust him. We want to bring in someone because San Fran, they had some injuries this year, but that team's good enough to compete in that division now with yeah. competent quarterback play. You got some good young weapons on the offensive side of the ball. George Kittle's maybe the best tight end in football. He's the best overall tight end. Kelsey's the best like vertical threat, I think. Probably the better receiver. Yeah. But yeah, but everything Kittle does in like their run and pass block. Yeah. So you got all the pieces there. So I could like, I can see them trying to swing a trade, but I just, who knows what they're going to do with what they're going to do with Jimmy. So I don't know where Stafford's going to go. I, you have to, like, I don't know if he has a no trade clause or if he's got like, or if it's just like, nope, we're just parting ways. So it's like, is he going to be a free agent? Cause I thought, yeah, I, don't know. I thought he was still under contract. Cause I don't think he was like a free agent. Cause free agents this year, it's like Cam Newton, Ryan Fitzpatrick, I don't know. Nobody else good. And it's like, what other teams like that are ready to kind of compete need a quarterback? And it's like maybe Washington. Yeah. Would be a great fit for him because Alex Smith, we saw this year, it's like "Ah, that leg, you know, he got banged up a bit. They, 
drop Dwayne Haskins like a bad habit because he's a moron. Yeah. You're like, not worth it. See ya. And then sign with that what Heineke kid who's like, he you don't you don't want him to be your starter. Yeah, he had like a really good game, but he's not like a number one. He's not a starting quarterback. No, right? But that Washington team, that defense, very good. Yeah. And running back Antonio Gibson looks good. You've got Terry, scary McLaurin. You got right? Sims, right? Two Sims, Cam Sims and some other Sims. There's two of them. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's like Cam Sims and Steve Sims Jr. or something or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. But, but it's like they've got the pieces and that uh, their tight end. I can't remember his name. Oh, but he's Logan good. Thomas? That's the one. Like yeah. he was coming on, you're like, oh, it looks reliable. It's like if you give that team a good quarterback – that team wins that division. Yeah. They're too well-rounded everywhere else. It's like, that's the thing that was holding them back was quarterback play because as good as Heineke was in that game against the bucks in the wild card, he like played his ass off, but it's like, there's no, they couldn't run the ball because there was no real threat of the pass. Like you weren't playing scared that like, Oh no, he's going to beat us over the top. He had some great throws and some great plays, and you're like, all heart, good for you. You should yeah. be the playoff MVP, Heineke. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they didn't really I have think a Washington. I think Washington's the best yeah. fit. I think they have draft capital that they can move. Yeah. They didn't um have like a quarterback that could stretch the field. Yeah. Like Alex Smith was he was throwing a lot of um like checkdowns and slants. Out routes. This is bread and butter. Yeah. Haskins Alex is Alex Smith is like interceptions. Incompletions. <laughs> yeah. Like all that. Heineke was running the ball. So they couldn't, they didn't really have a quarterback that could throw it. And when you bring mm-hmm. Stafford on, who's consistently, who has one of the strongest arms in the NFL, he can do a lot. He's, you're guaranteed at least 14 games with Stafford because even if he gets an injury, he's going to play through it. And he's better than any Redskins mm-hmm. quarterback injured. He can still stretch the ball. Just put a little <laughs> numbing in him, and he's chilling. Yeah, so exactly. I, I do like the fit in Give Washington. Him a a shot. Yeah. <laughs> I, do. I think that's the best fit if they're going to move him because I think they have pieces they can move. And I think that's a team that looks at itself and says, we're closer to being a contender than people think, and it's just quarterback play that's holding them back. Yeah. No, I agree. If the Lions ultimately get rid of him, which they should because Stafford's done everything for them, and you should respect the guy when he wants out, What? where do you think they go with quarterback? They have a pretty it's, high draft pick, I think. Like, I think they, they finished. The division, so wouldn't they be down? Oh, Washington? Yeah. Oh, wait, no. Yeah, I'm thinking. You're talking about Detroit, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, what? No, they did not win the division. The Packers won the division. (laughs) I was like, we were pretty good for most of the year. (laughs) No, yeah. I was Um, was thinking about Washington after all that football team. Detroit's got like the sixth pick or something like that, six or seven. So I think there's some quarterbacks who are sitting around there. They're not going to get Fields or Lawrence, but I think there's some guys in there that. I looked at a couple mock drafts and it had them going with a quarterback. So that Detroit team, I mean, Kenny Galladay is a UFA. So it's like, you're going to lose your best receiver to the Patriots. You need a, why would you want him? You need a quarterback. 
Yeah, I know. Well, let's bring a receiver in first. We have, we have fifty million dollars in cap space. I guess, but Galladay's gonna take wide receiver one money. I would wait till you guys get a quarterback. See if you like draft one or can. If you can bring in Stafford and then you brought Galladay, it'd be super funny because you're like, let's bring both Lions over. <laughs> the Lions but, are always taking the Patriots players in free agency. Let's reverse the. It's role. about time. <laughs> We're switching it up. <laughs> but it's like I don't Black know if you're time. the if you're the Lions, you're drafting a quarterback. Your 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 team's no good. You're yeah. not good on offense. You're not good on defense. Yeah, you can have all the weapons you want, but if you can't have a guy who can get them the ball, then there's. Yeah, you won five games this year, and that's with a quarterback who's very good. Yeah. Granted, like Galladay was hurt a lot, so it's hard when your number one guy goes out. But Marvin Jones is still there, and DeAndre Swift looked good, and Adrian Peterson played pretty well for what you can Mm. expect from the old man. Yeah. They've got what's-his-face at tight end who's good. Can't remember his name. Blanken, very upsetting. Give me two seconds, and I'll tell you who he is because I was like, oh, he's he's a young guy. TJ Hawkinson. That's him. him. Yeah. I have him on my team. Yeah. Right. He's good. It's like yeah. you have some pieces, but without a quarterback, it's a quarterback driven league. They're going to go nowhere. So I, really... I think they draft a quarterback. I think they let Galladay walk. And then I think they, if, if they're smart at all, they do a retool rebuild here for give them like two Load years up. to kind of like build it back up. Cause you look at the teams in the division, everyone's better than you. Yeah. The they're bears, be as much as the bears suck. The Bears just don't have a quarterback. Yeah. So it's like they're better than you. They have weapons all over the field on both sides of the ball. Yeah. Look at the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, fine, but you've got Dalvin Cook, who's a top five back. You got Adam Thielen, who's a top 30 at the very least receiver, probably top 20. Justin Jefferson, top 20. Justin Jefferson after this lit year. the world on fire this yeah. year. So you're like, that's a very good Irv Smith Jr. at tight end. Yeah. He's a young guy. It's like, and on defense, they're okay. They lost pieces and that defense took a step back this year, but they're better than the Lions. Yeah. And you look at the Packers. They won 13 games this year. If Rodgers is back next year, they're going to be better than the Lions too. So it's like, you're Probably not going to win the division again. You're not only not going to be able to like look at your team and legitimately say like, I think we could make some noise in the playoffs. You yeah. can't even look at your team and be like, I think we can compete in our division. You're yeah. at best the third best team if everything falls your way. Yeah. So if you and if you get rid of Stafford on top of that, you're like you will have the first overall pick. Maybe you'll be a top five pick next year for sure. Yeah. So don't bring a quarterback in. Let Stafford go. Trade him away for something. Give him what he wants, and then restock, recoup, trade away some other assets maybe that are like some expiring bigger deals or something like that to teams that can compete now. Cause you've got a couple pieces and then just stick with the young things that you have. You keep TJ Hawkinson, you keep Deandre Swift. You're like, great. We've got some pieces and they're going to be good for a while. And you, you try and draft a guy and you, and you sign a guy like Fitz Fitzpatrick or something who can start instead yeah. and have your team not be flubs on offense every day. Yeah, exactly. But and you make a point. Who knows? I hope they make all the wrong choices and I hope they suck and I <laughs> hope they continue to be trash. And quickly, we'll just mention that former Lions coach, Matt Patricia, has returned to the Patriots. Fat Patricia. Belichick's assistant. And Dan Mm -hmm. Campbell and Anthony Lynn were brought on. Campbell, head coach, and Anthony Lynn, the OC. Lynn had a couple of successful years with the Chargers down here this year. I feel like as an OC, he might be able to do well. 
like some coaches are not built for head coaches they're better as coordinators so mm-hmm. we'll see how that works i don't hate the move you can always just try it out like we'll see what happens but and again there might not be anything to work with the lines offense but yeah those are some quick uh nfl coaching uh moves now we'll go on to the conference championship games the first one on deck we got bucks versus packers Corey, if you want to cry feel free you know he's currently putting on his hand <laughs> it's okay well, uh, Corey. i'm here it was uh <laughs> you know that's my quarterback yeah <laughs> that's my quarterback <laughs> What oh, did you man. take from this game, despite your team in a losing effort? Go, just, go crazy! Don't hold anything back. Just fire on all cylinders if you. Where need do to. we start? Where do you want me to start we, in the beginning? Because let's take it back. Let's take it back to the 2020 NFL draft. Should we? Let's do that for a second. In the first round, the Green Bay Packers trade up. And everyone's like, oh, cool. They're doing it. They're going to get like, an impact Jefferson. player. Jefferson was already gone, so that's fine. Oh, was it's he? Fine. Yeah. Oh, I thought he was gone. We went a few picks before we moved up to that pick. Comes on the clock. The Green Bay Packers have selected quarterback Bryce Love. Jordan Love. Whatever. <laughs> I don't even care at this point. <laughs> Jordan Love. And it's just mind-blowing. And then yeah. in the second round, AJ Dillon, cool. who looked good. Like I like AJ Dillon. I think the Packers probably don't bring Aaron Jones back because it'll be too much money. So no, I, I I saw was, Aaron Jones. I saw AJ Dillon play, and I was like, this guy's a gamer. Like I'm, he good. He a thick boy, and he yeah. run good, and, and he's very um, strong. And Williams he had a couple runs in the game. Yeah, and Williams ran with some fire as well in the championship mm-hmm. game. So I think the best option is to let Jones walk for more money and A.J. Dillon on his rookie contract, let him kind of take the leading role. But anyways, no, carry I on. I think it's Williams and Jones. I think they're both up this year, but either way. Uh, carry on to so your the timeline. first two picks in the draft where you're like, in the NFL, those players can make an impact, Right. Guys get drafted in the fourth round and play in the NFL in their first year. So you could have had a little guy known by the name of T. Higgins. Yeah. Played in Cincy this year, had 900 receiving yards and six touchdowns. And that's with Burrow only playing 10 games. Yeah. Then he played with, I don't even know who the backup is in Cincy. Yeah. And I just, I look at it and I go, if you put T Higgins in the championship game yesterday, do we win? I don't know. Maybe, but it means we probably wouldn't have had to force feed the ball to Devonte Adams every time we're in the red zone Yeah. because I like Alan Lazard, but he's a number three receiver. Yeah. He's like, he does the little things well for the team, but he's not like a guy who a, a defense isn't worried about him. Yeah. Marquez Valdez Scantling, a defense doesn't worry about him he can make plays because he plays in the nfl and he's fast and he catch he caught that 50 yard touchdown or like there it is but then it's like if you throw that ball to him again there's a good chance he'll drop it yeah <laughs> that's who he is but it's just like so i look at that and i'm like you 
this is your Rogers played the best year of his career, probably this year. And it would have been better if we had just used those picks on impact players on either side of the ball. Yeah. But no, you didn't. You're like, screw it. We're going to, we're taking this first round pick for the future. Our quarterbacks, 36 years old, who knows what we're going to do with them, even though he signed for another three fucking years. So fine. Go in that game. You win the toss. You choose to defer. I didn't like that option. I know teams like to get the ball first in the second half, but after losing to Tampa in week six, you got your asses kicked. Get and up early. You no, know Tampa's coming into the game. I know it was week six, so it's may as well have been a lifetime ago almost. So much has yeah. changed since then. But you know that team's coming in with the thought and the swagger that like, oh, we crushed these guys. We can crush them again. I'd put my offense out there to start the game to try and set the tone because yeah. get the momentum rolling the better, in Yeah, what's the better half of the Green Bay Packers? Is it the offense or the defense? It's the offense. We were yeah. the number one offense in football this year. The yeah. defense was pretty good. I think we overall ranked in the top 10. I think we were nine overall, but our run defense was kind of trash. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, here and there. So it's like, I wish we would have started with the ball, but they didn't. And you're like, okay, cool. I guess we'll just let the Bucks go. And they just marched down the field. Kevin King, I Barbecue don't like to wish ill upon players. It's like, it's a game. I get it. And he's doing his best, <laughs> but mm. his best was trash. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a stat on Twitter and I don't remember the exact numbers, but it was the three cornerbacks for the Packers, Jair Alexander, Chandler Sullivan, Kevin King. And it was the quarterback rating um, against them, like throws against them, basically like yeah. Jair Alexander was like 13. You couldn't like, he was awesome. No, he's game. an all pro cornerback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and you look at Sullivan and he was like 70, 70 quarterback. You're like, okay, that's, that's okay. Not bad. He was pretty bad on a few throws. And like some guys were just, he got picked on a few times where a guy was just wide open. You're like, good job. Yeah. Excellent coverage. And then Kevin King, you know what the number was? It was like 140. Oh my gosh. It was, he played a few plays so poorly there was the one Mike Evans touchdown where he mistimes the jump. Scotty Miller. And yeah, don't get me started on that one. Like the Mike Evans one, he's in the end zone and he like jumps to dive. I'm like, did you trip? You yeah. just mistimed that jump so poorly. Mike Evans had to do nothing. He just had to put his hands up and catch the ball. She's like, cool, great, great job. Yeah. And then that Scotty Miller touchdown, I put Why that Why are you Kevin. playing man to man in that situation? There's five seconds left. Why? Play Why would you play man to man? What are play you afraid that they're going to get seven yards for an easier field goal? You fucking idiot. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Play, play prevent because those little, you know how much Brady likes those little white guys. Don't take that the wrong way, please. But I won't. He kisses you, his you, kids on the mouth. He's a sicko. <laughs> he likes those little white receivers f- from Walmart. And yeah. they're, just, they're the speedy little jitterbugs. I like Scotty Miller didn't do any. Like, Scotty Miller's not that good. Yeah. Scotty like, Miller is like, he's not like Scotty a, Miller did these Devonte Adams releases off the line. He just ran yeah. right past him. He just ran three verts. Scotty Miller is their fifth best receiver. <laughs> he, I guess he's their fourth best yesterday. Cause Brown wasn't playing, 
<laughs> so it's like Evans, Godwin, um, Johnson, Johnson. Thank you. Miller. Right. You're like, he was their fourth best guy in the field. And Kevin King is supposed to be our second best corner. And not only did we play single man high man cover, like, I don't know what Mike Pettin needs to get fired. Even after the game, Lafleur's like, I, that was the wrong call. It's like, obviously it was the wrong call. You idiot. You should have, like, as soon as you saw that look, you should have, I don't know if we had any timeouts left. We probably did called a timeout and been like, change the play. Yeah. Change the formation. So not only are you playing single high instead of a zone prevent to just not let them score, you just let him run past you. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. It was. <laughs> It was so concerning. and you look and it's like the Packers couldn't generate pressure. Preston Smith looked shitty all games at area. Smith didn't really do a lot. And it's just, so that's on defense in the second half. They tightened up a bit. And honestly, they didn't tighten up that much. Tom Brady, two of those picks you were like, Oh, I forgot. He's a 47 million year old. Just one on his them, back, he, just throwing them up like a yeah. That one, that one made me mad because I'm a Brady guy, and I saw him make that throw, and I was like, okay, he just threw it out of bounds. And then Alexander was just like, okay, thanks. And I was like, bro, what are you doing? Like, throw that out of bounds. Don't try and Brady had two of those. Two of those. Two of his three picks were just poor throws. Yeah, one of them, Mike Evans, like it was a tipped pass, and it yeah. was maybe like missed time, like whatever. But. Yeah, I never Brady. put it on the quarterback when there's a tipped pass interception because you're like, that's just bad. Like, luck. It could have been a bit high, but also Mike Evans mistimed it, could have come down with it. But yeah, like I so, think both QBs dealt in the first half. Like they played really well, and I think Rodgers was the better quarterback overall, but they just couldn't capitalize on any, on uh, the Buccaneers' turnovers. Yeah, that's. I think we had six points off of the turnovers. Yeah. And the other thing is, the whole reason why we were the best offense in football this year was because they said to Aaron, like, we want you to do you, you're the engine, you make it go, but we're going to run the ball. We're going to be a 50, 50 offense. And every time we were in the red zone, it was just pass, 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 pass. And I know the bucks have a, their strength is their run D, but the strength of that Packers offense is running the ball to set up your play action. Yeah. And I know Aaron Jones gets hurt, but like, why weren't you it was Rodgers had a good game like you look at the stats and you're like yeah he threw one pick he threw what was it three touchdowns 350 yards right like you look at that if you if you were to tell me that that's how he played I would assume we won the game yeah right but it was just I feel like the Packers didn't get beat they beat themselves in that game. And that yeah. makes it so much worse. So much worse when you're just like, you were gifted some opportunities in that game and you couldn't take advantage of it. Why didn't you run the ball? And yeah, yeah there were some plays. Adams should have had that one touchdown where it was like that back hip throw in the end zone. He catches that 99% of the time. There's the two point conversion where it's just right off of uh, St. Brown's hands. Like you, yeah. you hit him in the hands. 
and guys couldn't make plays. They needed to make plays. You get in the red zone, and Lafleur's offensive play calling was garbage. Rodgers could have ran that third down, the th- third and eight yep. in. That's the one where end. I look at it, and you're like, the half free the play like, oh. And then they don't go for it on fourth down. I've read so many things since then, and the analytics say that like it didn't change the percentage of like that your odds to win the game that much but in the moment you are eight yards away you need you're a, like on a, the eight yard line go for it you, you need a touchdown if you get the field goal which they did they were down by five mm-hmm. so you need so you a still touchdown need a, you still anyway. need a touchdown you need a touchdown mm-hmm. and a stop yep. go for it if you don't get it you're gonna need a touchdown anyway if you get the ball back and you have them pinned inside their own 10. Yes. Right? Right? Nobody understands it. LaFleur, LaFleur came out after the game and he said that that was not my best job today. Like, I know I let the team down. He's like, the game today, awareness. He's a young coach. I believe in Matt LaFleur. I think he's a really good coach. It was just, it was like everything that could go wrong against themselves they did yeah rogers just flat out didn't see a couple wide open guys lafleur called a bad game petting with that garbage fucking man defense with seven or eight seconds left in the half and then the other thing and i don't like to be this guy but i'm gonna be this guy for a second the refs put their fucking whistles away for most of that game there were on the interception on Rogers' pick, there was yeah. a clear hold. Like yeah. you can see him tug the jersey and pull it over the shoulder. It's like that wasn't called. There's just there was probably three instances where it should have been a penalty and they didn't call it. And fine, that's how you're gonna call the game. And the play at the end of the game, yeah, that was a penalty. That was holding or yeah. interference, whatever you want to call it, technically by the book, if you want to call everything that's a penalty. I don't have a problem with you calling it because Kevin King, instead of playing good football, just got beat again on a simple cross. We're like, what else is the guy going to do? Of course he's running across and he just reaches out, grabs a Jersey. It didn't affect his momentum at all. And then the guy flops forward after it was a terrible flop. If someone tugs my shirt, I'm going to flip forward. That's how momentum works. Yeah. And the refs throw the flag. And you're like, but well, the problem I have with that all game is that they didn't flow the, throw the flag right away. They threw it five sec, five ten seconds after yeah, the play happened. I was so jazzed. There was like incomplete. I was like, oh yeah, baby, they're punting the ball. We're gonna get one more shot, Rogers. We just need, we're down by five. So literally, you don't even need an extra point. You just need the touchdown. They you were gonna get the ball back at your thirty probably with a minute. 36 or something left to go and you're like this is what this is why we have rogers this is why he's the mvp this year here we go and then it's like three two one let's throw a flag yeah it was it was a little it was it was tough to see yeah i am so mad because and now it's like i don't know what they're gonna do with rogers i want him to come back because he's the he's the best quarterback we've probably ever had (laughs) Yeah. He is, and that's saying a lot because we had Brett Favre before him. Yeah, and it's just this team is going to hit a cap crunch next year. Guys are that the team will on paper be worse next year than it was this year. 
because we're just too pressed against the cap with what we have. So guys are going to like Kevin King's gone, which I mean, I'm kind of happy about because I feel like you cost me a Super Bowl. So he's gone. We're going to lose probably Aaron Jones. We're probably going to lose. I think we'll try and keep everyone on the O-line that we can, but it's just like, you're going to be weaker on paper. So this was your year. Yeah. And they've already like you drafted love to replace Rogers. So let's see what you do this year. How long are you going to continue to play this out? I don't know. It's just now the whole off season's like this big mystery and it is very disappointing because this was this, like this was the year yeah. where I was like, yeah, we are going to win the Super Bowl." And it was just like, instead they just came out and played a, the defense was so bad in the first half, yeah. just like marching up the field. The Bucks were like, Oh, what is this football on the playground? Cool. Here's a first down <laughs> every time they completed. They had like, they were like six for six on third down to start the game or something. Like it was just, it didn't matter Yeah, because Sullivan and King played like ass. <laughs> yeah. And now Brady is going on to his 10th Super Bowl with You know what I can't stand? You know what I can't fucking stand about this is that I yeah, Tom Brady's the goat. That's fine. I can admit it. He's just he's a winner. He's won everywhere he goes. He didn't have a good game on Sunday. Like he threw three yeah. picks. That's not yeah. good. I don't care what the rest of your numbers were. Like he he had a good first half for three and touchdowns and three picks. Yeah. You're like, that's bad. Like, yeah. that's okay, but the, you can't turn the ball over like no, that. And he had a really good first half. Mm-hmm. Horrendous third quarter. Yeah. Below average fourth quarter. Yes. And Which then, is like the opposite of what you want. <laughs> like, yeah. I would rather my quarterback start poorly usually and like finish strong. Yeah. But so he goes, but so I have no problem with him, the go, uh, all this stuff. <laughs> what I can't stand is the narrative of like, oh, well, and would you look at that? Tom Brady showing he can do it anywhere. His first year on a new team, and he's taken them all the way to the Super Bowl. Uh, I hate to break it to you guys, but that Bucks team was pretty good with Jameis Winston, and Jameis Winston is bad at football. He, he throws so many picks. Brady walked into a situation where Mike Evans is an all-pro level receiver. He's very good. Chris Godwin is another very good receiver. You convinced that maniac Antonio Brown to come and your team let you, and he's talent-wise, a very good receiver. That team has three. Mike Evans is the number one receiver. Antonio Brown is maybe a number two right now. I don't know. I can never tell with the guy. Chris Godwin is a very good number two. And then you have Johnson, who was is a rookie, played pretty well. So you're like, talent. You're like, okay, well, that's fine. He's got receivers. You're like, well, he also has tight ends. You brought in that old man Gronk, who isn't yeah. what he used to be, but is like a reliable like valve yeah. if he needs him. Yeah. You've got Cam Brate and OJ Howard, who are so talented. And you're like, okay, well, what about running backs? You're like Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. You're like, also pretty good. You're like, yeah. oh, well, is the defense bad? You're like, no, the defense Devin is the White. strength of the team, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're, so they're going to come in and be like, wow, look at Tom Brady. Can't believe he came in on ooh, his first year with a new team. Didn't have a proper off season. It's like, you don't need to have a whole off season throwing balls to guys who can just catch them. Mike yeah. Evans can just jump up and catch the ball. 
And so I can't stand the narrative if this fucker wins another Super Bowl that it's like, oh, so impressive that you took this Bucks team, like this uber talented Bucks team. Yeah, <laughs> you should. Yeah. Can't stand it. I can't stand it. I hate him. I hate my life. <laughs> well, fair enough. Fucking go, and... stupid Tom Brady. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Played Patrick Mahomes, that frog mouthed idiot. Ah. <laughs> Speaking of Mahomes, we'll uh, move on to the AFC championship game Chiefs 38, Bills 24. We won't go too long on this one because it was pretty one-sided. Um, Bills hopped off to a 9 nothing start with, like, the turnover off the punt. And then between that 9 nothing that the Bills were up, 38-6 to for the Chiefs. And then 9 nothing for the Bills. So... I, uh... So the Bills got the first and last nine points and lost 38 to 24. Not ideal. That, so, okay. I turned off the Packers game with a minute left because I didn't want to watch the Bucks take a knee. And then I was depressed and I didn't watch the Bills Chiefs game. So instead I watched a bunch of highlight packages and like the quick recap games you can watch where it just kind of shows you every play. Yeah. <laughs> the Bills deserve to lose that game and not because they couldn't stop kansas city but because they kicked every field goal they could have you're yeah. playing the kansas city chiefs you're paying patrick mahomes who's the yeah. best quarterback in football yeah they've shown you time and time again that they can score on you four times in three minutes yeah. <laughs> like it doesn't matter the bills defense wasn't their strength yeah so it's not like you expected them to hold them back so what do you need to do when you play Kansas City? You need to play with your pedal to the metal, full throttle, and if you get the chance to step on their neck, you step on their neck. But instead, yeah. you kicked, I think, how many field goals did Bass kick? Four? One, two, yeah, four. Four. Like One at the start, yeah. two in the four middle. Four field goals. He was four yeah. for four because they scored one uh, – Sorry, they had two touchdowns, and he yeah. missed one of the extra points, yeah. or they went for two or something. No, doesn't matter when in the game. If you have a fourth down and you're playing the Chiefs, anywhere past the 50, you got to go for it. Right? Like, I get it. If it's fourth and 10, punt it. Kick a yeah. field goal. Something. But they, were, they weren't in those situations. And it's just like... I understand, like, he kicked a 51-yard field goal, so that's fine, right? Like, you're not going to every time. But he had a 27-yard field goal, a 20-yard field goal. Uh, yeah, the 51-yarder was the first thing. So to make it 3 nothing, he kicks a 51-yarder. So you're like, okay, you maybe it was less manageable, so you went for that. You're like, fine. But then he kicks a 20, a 27, and then a 51 later. You're like, when you were down. You're like, how are you kicking a field goal when you're down to the Chiefs? I don't know. That team didn't doesn't run the ball because their running game is Josh Allen. And it's sad because no. I was very much pulling for the Bills. Yeah, I, I wanted the Bills to win too. This weekend just went the way I would not want any football weekend to go. I was <laughs> like, I wanted a Packers-Bills Super Bowl because that would have been an exciting, fun game. Yeah. And what I'm going to say 
has already been said every single week the Chiefs play. But Mahomes, 325 yards, three touchdowns, zero picks. Kelsey went off for 118, two touchdowns, 13 receptions. Like Kansas City just they can do whatever they want. They can put up any amount of points they want to. And it's like they control their destiny pretty much. And Tampa Bay is going to have a really tough matchup against them. Super Bowl is not next weekend, right? It's the weekend after. Not two weeks from now. Yeah, so I'm going to cover Super Bowl two weeks from now. I won't do it um, this episode. But, um, yeah, Chiefs are just – they look so dangerous. They look like the usual Chiefs. And their defense, they stopped the Bills' offense, who was really good this year. And Mahomes, even with turf toe, and I know turf toe doesn't have anything to do with throwing technically, but it also does because it's a stability factor. Mm -hmm. And if you need to scramble out of the pocket, running is a big part, and turf toe really halts you from doing that. And But Mahomes still played unreal, and it's going to be really tough to stop them so i think the thing that doesn't get enough credit in kansas city sometimes because you look and you're like yeah patrick mahomes is the best quarterback in football anyone who says otherwise is an idiot there's nobody you would rather have on your team than patrick mahomes uh travis kelsey is the first or second best tight end in football tyreek hill is one of the best receivers in the game but the guy like Andy Reid does not get enough credit when people talk about the Chiefs just because they have so much talent. And when the, I was watching uh, offensive that, coordinator, what's his name? Bellamy. Eric Bienemy. Bienemy. Yeah. No, he he's dynamite they, too. They run that offense great. They throw in fun little wrinkles in the plays yeah, and they're scheming. Well, like, really Mahomes cool. had that underhand little pitch to Kelsey. Yeah. And like it looks like it was a mess of a play, but you're like, no, that's what they wanted. <laughs> that's yeah. That was how it was drawn up. They like but they you, have so much fun out there. It's annoying. Yeah, right? Well, that's what happens when you're better than everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but like I look at the game plan against the Bills, and it's like, okay, well, what did they do to stop the Bills? They shut Stefan Diggs down. Yeah. Like he had four catches, I think. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Six catches for 77 yards. We're like, that's not a bad game. But when you're the only real weapon on offense, you're like, uh, yeah, it is. Like yeah. no one's been able to stop Allen and Diggs the connection this year. And you're like, the Chiefs are like, okay, we need to make sure he doesn't blow up. You're like, great, you did it. And then what I wish the Packers did more was they blitzed the hell out of Allen. Like they brought pressure on him and yeah. had him running around so many times. He took and, and they have one of the best pass rushers in Chris Jones. Yeah. Too. Like you sacked him four and times. Frank Clark as well you had him running for his life another 10 times. Like <laughs> they played that game. They, they had the right plan and they executed it. And that's why the chiefs are probably going to win the super bowl. Like they're my pick. There's no way around it. It's hard to just like, yeah, they're so good. Yeah. The only, and next year they're probably my pick to win again because Patrick Mahomes is head and shoulders over everybody else. Like, it's just not a question of like, well, who's like, when you look at like the league, you're like, who's the MVP this year? I know Rodgers is going to win that award, I think. 
because you just look at the season he had and like the story and it's everything that goes into a vote for that. But it's like the same thing that was in basketball for over a decade. It's like, who's the most valuable player? Well, it's LeBron James. He should win it every single year. Patrick Mahomes is the most valuable player in the league and he should technically he should win every year because you put a different quarterback in that situation and they're not going to have the success. You put Patrick Mahomes on most any other team. That team is at the very least a, a playoff team. Yeah. He is so good. And Andy Reid knows exactly how to use him, how to play that defense just right. He lets Eric Bieniemy make the decisions. He's just one of the best coaches in football. And you look, and that was the difference in the game. You look, yeah. it's like, yeah, Buffalo couldn't make the adjustments they needed to. And you had a co like, do you think uh, switch roles? Do you think Andy Reid would have kicked those field goals? No, no chance. not a chance. He's like, no, I know we need to score. <laughs> if he, if he was coaching the bills, he'd have been like, uh, we're going for it on fourth and three guys. We're not yeah. kicking a 20 yard, like a 20 yard field goal means you were within the five yard line. <laughs> like you you were inside the 10 and you kicked a field goal twice against the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I like the Buffalo Bills, but you deserve to lose. Yeah. You're playing like at that point you're playing not to win. I understand if you were playing a defensively stout team. If you were playing the Washington Redskins and you're the Bills and you're like, "Okay, yeah, kick the field goal." Is Washington going to march up the field and be able to score 38 points on us? Of course they probably won't. So it's fine. But if you're playing the the first or second best offense in the league and you're going to kick a field goal inside your own 10 twice? Yeah. You deserve it's to lose ridiculous. that game. It's, it's terrible inexcusable. Strategy, yeah. yeah. And now the the Chiefs get to walk into the Super Bowl playing the Bucks. Ugh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, um greatness versus greatness, yeah. old goat versus new goat. Yeah. That's um uh... Yeah, you raised some good points. I think that's a good place to end it. That was some good uh, conversing. I like that. It was great. It was cathartic. Yeah, I like the energy you brought. <laughs> it was awesome. Uh, I'm going to bring you back on for a Super Bowl preview if you'd like to come back on. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, you're pretty active on Twitter. So why don't you plug your Twitter or whatever else you want to do and we'll be on our way. It's mostly just Twitter. I'm not cool enough for TikTok. Hey, but, uh, you're very cool to me. Thanks, man. <laughs> but, uh, you know, if you want to follow me on Twitter, it, at Latondra, that's L-E-T-E-N-D-R-E underscore, at Latondra underscore. My name was already taken, so I had to put an <laughs> underscore after it. Those rat bastards. That's right. You're going to find uh, – sports takes and random information about a BCIT news story that I'll be working on that week. This week <laughs> it's coyotes in Stanley park. Watch out. They're biting people. <laughs> oh, oh boy. All right. That's Corey Latondra. He will be returning for super bowl preview. Thanks for coming on Corey. I appreciate it. It's always, thanks fun for having me, buddy. On, All right. Always a pleasure. Awesome. Love you, buddy. Thank you again to Corey for making his second appearance on the show to talk about the past conference championship games in the NFL. Now, I'm going to move it on to my guy Daniel Slater, who makes his debut to the podcast to talk a little NHL hockey. Joining me now is, uh, I'd say, a good buddy of mine. I consider him him a little man rocket himself. Got the dad hat on. 
my guy Daniel Slater with the silent C, as Mr. Wintermans would say in Grade 10 Signs. Man, that guy. <laughs> Dude, yeah, runner up to the uh, fourth place in this, what is it, winter? Uh, Alpine snowboarding or something. Yeah. He was, he was Terry like, Fox Wall of Fame. He was like the taxi squad guy. Some guy went down with injury and they were like, all right, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, first day show go to slideshow yo it's got him like jumping with the canadian flag <laughs> like dude i'd end up a science teacher <laughs> and it wasn't it like grade nine i, I think science. it was yo yeah <laughs> then we just had jericho mendes feeding us all the answers yo <laughs> this guy had no idea what was going on he'd always talk about his dog as well was that- oh yeah like Ah, uh, man, it was like Marley or something. I don't know. Yeah, it was something. Oh, man. What a guy. Something. It was like Doug or something like that, man. <laughs> like, a, like, like, like a dude's name. <laughs> oh, man. Good times. What a class. What a class. Literally. But anyways, I don't have you on to talk about grade nine science. But uh, not. we're going to talk a little chill today. But anyways, how have you been, bro? What have you been up to lately? You know, man, back hitting the books again this semester. Um, yeah. Working with the boys, slanging liquor at the, the liquor store. <laughs> <laughs> a little select. It'll really making the family proud. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, man, working up at SFU a couple of days a week at the gym, too, and uh, keeping myself busy. Yeah, because you're doing sports science? Kinesiology. Kinesiology? Yeah. Is it uh, getting to the difficult parts of the program? Well, we're past difficult past parts that? are like the first, uh, probably the first two years, honestly. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's, a, it's a science major. So like you got to go through all the chemistry and physics and whatnot. And, uh, just steal your money and make you feel bad, basically. Yeah, pretty much. That's kind of how it works. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, you can take out a loan, but then you're paying it <laughs> off for the rest of your life. It's like, all right, <laughs> I guess so. But we'll guarantee it. <laughs> but yeah um something went down this weekend uh Pierre-Luc Dubois and third round pick is on its way to Winnipeg for Patrick Laine and Jack Roslovich two players that were expecting to be leaving their designated teams but it was a whole speculation on if Laine would work well in Columbus and does Winnipeg need another center it was a trade that we could see happening, but we don't know if it would actually go down. What were your first reactions when it happened? Honestly, at first I was like, Liney for like Dubois? Like, really? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like the initial shot, I was like, because yeah, Liney, obviously, I just, I feel like he just has more potential, honestly, than Dubois does. But yeah. I mean, Liney has been, you could probably say, playing with better guys in the last couple of years than Dubois has. Has, so it's maybe not a fair scale just to base him off of recent performance yeah um, and line is probably the s- more streakier players in the nhl that's true like that one year he had 28 goals in the month of november and then <laughs> yeah. for like three months and yeah it's all right buddy we, nightmare and it's like all right buddy what are we doing here Can yeah find some consistency but two completely different players very different dubois is like the power forward who can kind the body of, for sure. Yeah, he can go up and down the ice, but he doesn't necessarily have the skill set Lionel does. 
Mm-hmm. Line A also doesn't know how to back check. Yeah. And I don't know how many assists he gets a year on average, but it's yeah. probably between 10 and 20. So he'll get like 50 goals, but maybe 20 assists to go along with that. So plus minus two might be lacking at that yeah, point. Exactly. But I think a big part of the trade is Roslovic going to Columbus because he's like this prove it center. Enlighten me on him. I don't know much about him. He's who can I kind of compare him to? Maybe like a Godet mm. kind of player. He's obviously he was like a third, fourth line center in Winnipeg because they kind of had Shifley, Wheeler, Lowry. Yeah, it's not much. Kind of had there. some players ahead of him in the depth mm-hmm. chart. Almost kind of like a Levo type. Like he never got the chances in Toronto, but when he came to Vancouver, there was a lot of open spots, like mm-hmm. holes in the roster, so he could slide right in. So then we found and, out who he really was. <laughs> yeah. Just like one fractured kneecap later, and we didn't <laughs> him. But I think Rossovic's going to get a lot of opportunity in Columbus, and I think that could be the player that swings the trade because who knows? Like Dubois and Lyon, they give you different things. Mm-hmm. Dubois is not going to score fifty a year for you, but he might. I heard, I heard something work. today that Lyon was having conflict with Wheeler oh, because, yeah? yeah, because Wheeler was like not really budging on his being the like number one was it right winger, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and like there was some. Con- I don't know. I, I don't know if it was true, but it was from some inside like Finnish source. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man, but. <laughs> We'll would see. be interesting to know if it was just like a yeah, your trader if there was some conflict behind it or not. I wouldn't surprise me. That was a whole thing about PK yeah. being moved all the time. It was like right. It was like, like we all think know us really. Yeah, he's like a half decent player. Obviously, his stint in New Jersey hasn't really worked out the way it was supposed to. But he was a good player for Nashville the first couple of years, and we oh, know yeah. what he was like in Montreal. Unreal. But I just heard him in the locker room was kind of players couldn't handle it. So I wouldn't have some culture clash for sure. Yeah. Uh, Knuckleheads just scored. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Two nothing. I'm trying to figure out who it is, but Tyler Mott, I believe. Beauty. That's his third goal in the year. What a honey badger. Love it. That guy is just a, absolute bowling ball on the ice yeah i know a bowling by the ball that like somehow has hands yeah that was nasty yeah he always puts himself into like the weirdest angles that was the funny thing like, when he's <laughs> crashing the net he'll end up in like the funniest spot at the net yeah. and he just and he's like makes it. it so much harder for himself at the yeah, end of it i know <laughs> i know man it's... but man i'll give it to him he works his ass off every game yeah, I was uh I had on my like a family friend before this and we were just kind of talking after we recorded and we were going over who the Canucks will protect and we landed on like Mott being the seventh forward that they mm. protect and I was like, yo, I would. Like we reset. Yeah, I would too. He's cheap. And he's dude and, literally stonks. Stonks are going up with Mott right now, yeah. Yeah. Like, he's a good penalty. Year to year, he just keeps getting better. 
I know. He's a good penalty killer, and he just somehow scores these, like, a decent amount of goals. Like, he can go on, like, heaters. Oh, yeah. He was one of our Three, best four players in the playoffs. Yeah. It's because he just brings it every game, man. He doesn't give a fuck about, like, anything else, I feel like. Yeah, so, like, he exactly. just shows up to the ring. He's like, sup, boys? We going today or yeah. what? And I just... <laughs> and, He's like, the McEwen, guy who's just accepted. McEwen sees goal. him in the corner. He's like, hey, Matsy, bud. What the fuck? Yeah, exactly. Couple meatheads, yo. I know. He's just he's a guy who's accepted his role and yeah. he just tries to do the best he can at that. And yeah, Jake Vertanen needs to learn from him because Jake Vertanen needs to just like grow up, man. Yeah, figure it he just out. Needs to leave. <laughs> yeah, we're literally. talking knocks, <laughs> but uh, quick thing on Dubois line a trade. Who is the winner coming out of this? Honestly, probably Columbus, I would think. I still would take Line A in the long haul in this one. Yeah, I agree. I think he's still like he's still he's still developing his game, and like I still yeah. think he's he's gonna be around for a while. I think Dubois, I'm not so sure on to be honest. Goals are expensive. Oh yeah, and and goalies I only think, keep getting better. Yeah, and I think. What Line has in terms of his shot and his like just goal scoring is something you can't teach. You can teach like the back check and the defensive play, but Dubois he just like brings the stuff that you can teach, but he doesn't necessarily have the skills. Yeah, like goal scoring and producing that Line has. So I think yeah. Columbus comes out of it, and I think Rosovic is like a second or third rounder that's already proven that can be mm-hmm. a good, a very good third line center. So I think Columbus, yeah, it's just a matter of how line is going to gel with torts, but well, yeah, maybe they'll flip line a at the end of the year. Who knows? But yeah. Third round pick could do them some good too in Winnipeg. Yeah. That's like, we'll not, see, it's not bad. It's like a 2022 pick. So yeah, I feel like it's just like, both teams needed to do something and like had some issues and like, it was just like, yeah. they're like, all right, we're doing this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let's just, let's, let's shoot it. Yeah. Um, but we'll, uh, so we're going to go over the divisions, just kind of go over some teams and yeah, just basically go over every division brief over them, but we'll start in the North. And right now I believe Toronto's in first Montreal second and Winnipeg might even be third, but I I had the standings up earlier, but I lost them. Let me see. Uh, Toronto, Montreal, Winnipeg, Edmonton. Yeah, Montreal, I think, is exceeding expectations. Like, I think everyone knew that they were going to take a big step this year. And, and then like, we just be... spoon-fed them to Foley. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh, don't even get me started about that. <laughs> we reset yeah, we basically cannon over him. We like opened the auction doors up and we're like, Tyler Toffoli <laughs> going once. <laughs> going to I fucking took the lowest offer possible. Yeah. I know. I I heard that we had the cap space for him, but we didn't have the internal cash within the organization. I don't know what that or means. The, or the intellect. Yeah, or the intelligence. Yeah, to like see the, value. Yeah, the, a fucking goal scorer like Toffoli, man. Yeah, we didn't have the kidding? right GM. 
Yeah. We just had nothing to bring him back. And I think he yeah. made the right choice by leaving because Montreal's just deeper. But I see no surprise Toronto being within the top two. Oh, yeah. They're like, I think they are the best team. But yeah, I agree. Um, Calgary's a little bit of a letdown seeing him down at fifth. But what do you take from this division? And is there any kind of teams standing out to you besides maybe like Montreal? Um, right now, it seems like veteran leadership is going to be huge right now in this division, especially. Yeah. I feel like the, that's why the Canucks and maybe Ottawa too are kind of struggling a bit. Cause like you're playing the same team so many times, you know, right? Like it's, I feel like you need the good locker room guys to keep, keep the guys going. Like, especially after a couple hard games or something like that. I agree. You know? And you're playing a team nine or 10 times this year. Things are going to get chippy. Things are going to get out of hand. And yeah, you need the veteran guys to keep the composure down. Don't let players get too out of hand. Yeah. And, and just set the tone too. Exactly. And Canucks, what? Our veteran leadership is Edler, what, who Sutter? wouldn't. Sutter and Edler, maybe. I and Sutter, who's fourth liner. Who barely yeah, never been really that relevant. Yeah. And Jay Beagle, who kills penalties. Jay Beagle, but, man. Yeah. I Face um, off some penalties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a three million dollar player right there. He kills penalties and takes face offs. Just but, two things. Yeah, but our real face off guy is Horvat. Yeah. And he's a younger guy. But just where every time Jay Beagle's out there and like like our line that line's out, the play is like get it to the offense zone. Someone just crashes back door and like throw it towards the net and see if something yeah. happens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just and sh- just put a muffin on that and yeah. hopefully it finds a hole. Just just whack. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Till you hear but, a whistle. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and can we talk about Tyler Myers? We or can. Do, or do we just like not want to talk about him? Because I just think, I think we all agree that he should just stop playing hockey. <laughs> I feel like he should have never started. <laughs> <laughs> You were like, it's been a downhill ever since his... I feel like he's like a beach volleyball player. Pardon me? (laughs) He should go switch to like beach volleyball or something. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or just like Hyde Creek Basketball League or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sure you catch him at the local work center. Playing with like 13-year-olds. Playing with like DK and Jonas. Tyler Myers just fouling them. Yeah, <laughs> cross fouling them left, right, and center, <laughs> roughing them. Yo, that guy takes so yeah. many penalties, man. My God, like he's and like in, he's in the box. Dude, at least, and, like, when he, see when he, and when he gets hit, see how he, and when he hits, he gets fined. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the hit and I was like, if this guy gets suspended, whatever it is, just add ten games. I, yeah, I added a little extra into my prayer to God that night, man. I swear. <laughs> like, no, it's make him like, go away. Yeah, people are like, he's been on a decline ever since like halfway through his first season with the Canucks. I was like, he's been on a decline ever since he won the Calder. <laughs> like, he's just, yeah. like, he had a good I, rookie year. I'll give him that. But ever since then, he's been like, oh, now we have Tyler Myers on our team. Yippee. Yeah. Dude, his like, 
his skating stance makes me he looks like like a praying mantis out there man like <laughs> he's like it's just yeah. his knees like bend in the weirdest ways man it's so tough man it's it's tough this to game watch. is ugly yeah it's pinches tough. on everything but um a big story in the off season was losing marky and we're like all right we bring Holpe in which i like the signing two year five million a year something like that it was respectable and obviously goaltending has been kind of iffy for us but do you still think Demko can be the starter for this team? I do. Yeah. I think it's just uh he's kind of just getting like fucking thrown in there, you know? Like Yeah. He had a really good playoffs and like yeah, that's like really good to see, but then we had some weird ass time off after that too, right? And like yeah. getting back into things. It's it's early, man. He's played what like two or three games and like the whole team effort hasn't been good on those games. So it's, yeah, it's hard to say how much defense. is his fault, really. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, I don't think it's really a goaltending problem we have right now. I think it's everyone's a little shaky right now, but yeah. goaltending they, is probably numbered like three or four on our list of issues right now. No, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, goaltending is the least of our worries. It's the defense, it's our special teams. Oh my we're, god. We're twenty third in our PK. Newell Brown probably, man. And probably what are you teaching 10. these guys? Pardon? <clears throat> Newell Brown. Like yeah. what is he teaching these guys on the power play, man? Seriously. The first few games we had PD like on the left hand side. So he was on his like forehand and he's trying to throw like cross ice passes. Like I was like, what is going like PD where he's gonna snipe? Yeah. Why are we putting them on the fucking like left defense? I yeah, uh, I don't understand. Yeah, our whole game planning has been kind of off. I I'm not worried about Pedersen. He's not nah, like a really slow start, but I'm not worried about him. He'll find his groove eventually. And he's just a he, little yeah, even a little immature right now, I think. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, then it's just an off year. Every player's had it. Like Nathan McKinnon in his second year in the league, he only had like 14 yeah. goals. So it's yeah. like, I think a little yeah, adversity would be good for him. In the world. Yeah. So. A little adversity would probably give him a thicker skin. Yeah, exactly. Like, he'll, know, he'll know that you're going to get in slumps from time to time, but yeah. he seems like he just gets so frustrated from game to game that it's like, man, it's going to happen. Like, yeah. But like the really good players just like, can just get their head out of it, you know, and just score go- score goals. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, Canucks are sitting one point ahead of Ottawa from being in last. So these next three games are <laughs> critical in order to move up. We're like I know it's obviously it's only like seven games in, so it's super early, but in a short yeah. season like this, yeah. like seven games is a lot. You need to get rolling. Oh yeah. Keep on a consistent winning pace if you want to make the playoffs because there's only 56 games, but we are only like two yeah. points out, but we also have played double the games Calgary has and they're ahead of us. Yeah, it's rough. It's still early on. Hopefully we can get going. Maybe we can catch some momentum against Ottawa, but yeah. Yeah. So that's the North Montreal is currently winning it and well, they're tied. They just have a better winning Idea. percentage. So they're in mm-hmm. first. Um, moving on to the West, you got top four. 
playoff picture right now is Vegas, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Colorado. Mm-hmm. Now, Vegas is a wagon, and I have them in the cup this year. There's just no oh weakness God, on man. that team, man. Dude, I watched them. I watched them play the other day against uh, Arizona, and it was like wa- Arizona got maybe 16 shots the whole game, and I was like, dude, Vegas was it's like they were playing like pee wee puck against around Arizona. It was crazy, like. Mark Stone's every playing, pass was just like yeah. had so much purpose, man. They're just Chandler so Stevenson. Even clean. this guy was ripping. Oh, I've seen that guy play. He's a honey bad man. He just like, every time I see him, he's crashing towards like ripping shots. I was like, Holy, who is this yeah. guy? He doesn't stop. It's insane. Yeah, but uh, Mark Stone's playing out of his mind right now. He's playing like oh a gosh. real MVP candidate. And Vegas is all around. They're playing well. They have good goaltending. Peter Angelo now. Stability to that back end. And with Shea Theodore, he's going to be a, probably a future Norris candidate. That yeah. guy's electric. Anaheim's going to re- really regret giving that guy up in the expansion <laughs> draft. Oh, yeah, dude. And, yeah, they just got – they're clicking. And they're 5-1 and one through six games. So – They're buzzing. Uh, yeah, they're buzzing. Uh, Minnesota four and two after six. Yeah, one of the more boring teams to watch in the NHL, but they've been solid. They got that rookie. Uh, is it Kaprizov? Kaprizov, dude. Yeah, That's he's nasty. Did you see that play where he like toe dragged and he was like protecting the puck, and he almost got it through the legs or whatever? Yeah, the through the legs. Yo, that was insane. Man. That was he does, so, filled, it's so casual, too. So casual on the fly, like that. And like, oh man, those guys those, just have like a they just see the game differently, man. It's insane. I don't understand. Like, the way these kids are just coming in and the way they're playing, they give no fucks, man. It's like <laughs> straight from junior to like the pro, they like look at all these bums, look at these old dudes that I yeah. can just skate around. It's like, There's, holy. Yeah, who the fuck is this Jordy Ben guy? Let me just walk him real quick. Yeah, dud. I know. And um, yeah, they're just dummy and defense defensemen right now, man. Yeah, it's it's wild. But St. Louis, they're just a solid team. They look solid. They've had some up and down games, but they're I have yeah, they're Krug right now. they're right where I have them finishing. They're in third right now, and. I don't think they're going far in the playoffs this year if they make it, though. No, I don't think either, but I think they're going to make the playoffs over mm-hmm. the rest of the teams. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. I think their kind of window is done for a few years, and then maybe if they, yeah. they have some younger players who can kind of fill in the spots. But, um, yeah, right now I think they got their cup. So yeah, they did. Technically, so fuck they you. Should, yeah, they should be chilling. Yeah. Um, as a Canucks fan, I don't know what a Stanley Cup is. No, Hopefully I see one was... soon. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. we'll see about that. Uh, Colorado yeah, these teams need to just get tired of winning them already. Yeah. Colorado, yeah. 500. Dude, soon enough, I, they're going to um, replace Minnesota yeah. at that number two or one spot there. Yeah. Um, they're going to finish right at the top of that 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 division, yeah. I think, man. I agree. Um, Before we recorded, I asked you to... 
do a surprise team, like a, in a good way, like exceeding expectations and like a team that's kind of disappointing so far. And a little bit of a spoiler. Mm-hmm. They're one of my teams that's kind of disappointing right now. Um, they haven't really had solid goaltending yet. It's been kind of inconsistent, like Grubauer's okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Frank Kuz was hurt, so they had the third string in as their backup, and then he played a game. So they're yeah, it's just like goaltending is kind of unstable. That's true, and and like they're tied for fourth with Anaheim and LA. Yeah. And if they're not careful, then they could easily be out of the playoffs pretty soon if they don't start gaining momentum. And obviously, like, I have them finishing second. Mm-hmm. No, I have them finishing first. Yeah. So, and I think obviously, they yeah. will finish top the two. But right, right now, now but right now, they just haven't been able to. That's a long run momentum. team, man. That's like, they're not going anywhere, though, is the problem. Like, you have you see Colorado on your schedule the next couple of games. You're like, oh man, you know, like these guys are so consistently good game to game. Yeah. That come time, their defense kind of cleans it up a little bit, and maybe they figure something out back there. And the defense picks it because I know Ryan Graves, man. I got this guy in my pool. He's just poo poo right now. <laughs> they scratched him light. I was like, man, scratch D'Angelo, then they scratch Graves, and like my defense are just dropping like flies. I'm like, man. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh just gonna figure it out man they're gonna be right but um colorado's d i like the pickup with taves and then they bring in sod for his uh, yeah. door off but i like i've always liked Devin taves i think he's a good like power play guy and he's like decent and then byron's playing as well and kale mccarr's kale mccarr so yeah obviously some solid d and some above yeah. average goaltender. Ryan Ryan Graves will pick it up. Yeah, hopefully. Good plus guy. Good plus guy. <laughs> he is <laughs> good um, plus guy in the minus. Yeah. Um, moving on to the central. Sitting at the top is no surprise to me is Tampa, but they're tied right now with Columbus. But they've Tampa's only played four games because they've had like every game postponed. Um, yeah. Then Columbus <laughs> is in second, and. Chicago in third. <laughs> okay. How do you do? Yeah. And then Dallas yeah. and Florida, fourth, fifth, Carolina, Nashville, and then Detroit. Dallas and Florida, they've only played two games. Carolina. Yeah, you can't even three. judge their game, right? Yeah. So Florida's in seventh place where they've won both their games. So it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's <laughs> and Dallas is in fourth place, but they've also won both their games. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> eight to, to be four. Basically. Eight to four are all tied with four points. Yeah. So yeah, this, talk about this, a competitive division so far. Yeah, talk but, about how you're gonna freaking make up all these games divisions so far. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Yo, you're gonna have to do like two a days. Yeah. <laughs> Like planet ice two and man. Yeah. <laughs> First you're on Pluto, the next game's on Mars. Like an A and B squad. <laughs> <laughs> like, you, gotta right, change, we're... you gotta run your bags across the arena to the other dressing rooms. Yeah. <laughs> you have a 45 minute break like a midget tournament. All right, all right, and Tampa Bay's on the other ice. You gotta run over there and play them. <laughs> They're waiting. 
<laughs> they're already lined up. The other team's gassed. Just throwing the hard like skateboards <laughs> and you're just running, just running in the tunnel. Yeah. <laughs> Bunch of home dressers. Yeah. You're Dallas and you got a game versus Tampa Bay, and then the next day you got half your team's got COVID. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have eight skaters. Man, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna make up all these games. The NHL is gonna have to figure out something. You have to simulate them. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) it's a sim button. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it honestly might have to come down to percentage, like winning percentage, because yeah, these these teams, some like Dallas and Florida, they're like three games back. Like Chicago and Columbus have played six, as well as Detroit. Yeah. And Dallas and Florida seven. played two. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to be interesting how they make up these games. But Dallas, I was it's like, high on Dallas. They're a nice, heavy team. Be like Toronto, Edmonton, and like Winnipeg and Vancouver have played like 58 games, and the rest of the league has played like 20. <laughs> I know, dude. It's going to be – I don't know what's going to happen. That's the North – just the North Division is going to finish this season, you know? <laughs> yeah, I. it's going to be interesting. But, yeah, Dallas, uh, there's a couple of players that are kind of heating up early. Hints and Pavelski, they're doing well. Sagan's out. Is he out all year? I think so. Or, yeah. So, I like Dallas going into the season. I don't think they're going to have, like, a run like they did last year. Yeah. But I still like him as a playoff man, yeah. team. They're looking good. Yeah. So and it's hard to say with them only two games. Obviously, in. yeah. But Chicago is obviously going to fall off because they don't even have a number one goalie. <laughs> and <laughs> but, you look at their goalies' names, yo. It doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> Chris D'Elia. Not like I got canceled. Now he's got an NHL contract. <laughs> <laughs> Is that his name? Chris They're that Delia? desperate. No, it's something Delia, though. Dude, you know who they need to bring? They need Scott Foster back, man. <laughs> the accountant? <laughs> yeah. He's got a winning record. Oh, dude, that is awesome. <laughs> Either that guy or the other, like, Zamboni guy that played for... Uh... <laughs> who did he play for again? Oh, Toronto? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, Carolina. <laughs> David Ayers. That's right, Carolina Ayers, yeah. It's Colin D'Elia. Just sign him. Call <laughs> close enough, yeah. Yeah, Chris D'Elia. Yeah, the comedian stand-up, and now he's playing <laughs> goal. <laughs> he had a Netflix special, and then he had to yeah. run over to the rink to play a game. <laughs> hey, Chris, just tell some jokes and then come play Tandy for us. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bud. And don't stop at any young girl's house on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be right over. Oh, man. But... Yeah, the Central, I I think I had Tampa being my President's Trophy winners. Mm. And I still think it happened, but they've only played four games. Yeah. I still think up and down they have, like, a really strong team, bringing Sirkachev back and Sorelli yeah. as well. They're, they're, their salary makes just, like, no sense how they're paying all these players. Yeah. <laughs> I think they've just all committed to friend team-friendly contracts. Oh, yeah, for sure. Plus, in Florida, they don't get taxed really on any of their 
their earnings. So it's exactly like, that guy boys will just chill on the beach and like everyone make a little less money, but uh, we're good. <laughs> yeah. And then we'll win like a couple more. Yeah. Cups. Win a couple cups. And then you can just go off and. Yeah. Make money. That's like Brady. Yeah. Literally. Like he, he was making, obviously it's a lot, but he was making like 15 mil in new England. Yeah. He's like, Later Boston. I'm going to Tampa. Yeah. It's like 30 <laughs> sheets a year. Yeah. And now he's back in the Super Bowl, but it's probably an anti-masker. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a big Brady guy, so I hope. No, not. I know. I'm kidding. I hope not. Guy's a legend. Oh, yeah. Anyways, anyways, but yeah, um, it's another story. Yeah, Chicago's gonna wind down. I think Carolina's gonna start heating up again. I got him as a playoff team. But oh yeah. Yeah, I got. I think I got TBL. I think Tampa, Dallas, Carolina, and Columbus. This is Columbus, eh? You think they're going to be able to hang on? You got faith in my man, Oliver Bjorkstrand? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Dude, that guy's sick. He's going to carry them. He's sick, man. Columbus, they're just... They don't necessarily have, like, the star-studded talent, obviously. Mm -hmm. Now, if Line A coming over, they might. Mm-hmm. But I had to make the playoffs without Line A. True. I just think they're well coached and they're a gritty team and they're goaltending. Yeah. Tortellini. How are you? <laughs> but uh, I think their goaltending is kind of underrated. They got Seth Jones and Wawrinski back there. Who's their number one again? Goaltender? Merzlikens. Is it really? Or Corpus Allo. I thought it was. Yeah, that's right. I think it's. Yeah. Like, they both had good years last year. They did. And the forwards are kind of, eh. But <laughs> they're kind of. Line Yeah, they're like. We'll see what happens. They're gritty, and I just think they find they always find ways to win somehow. So I was like. like a big boy Zach Wierenski on D. Oh, yeah. Sad year last year. Yeah, it's not looking all that hot right now, but I think he's always a solid fucking D-man there. Yeah, exactly. Um, Now to the east. Got Washington sitting at the top. Pittsburgh second. New Jersey in third. Uh, New Jersey's tied with Boston and Philly for that third spot. But... And then the Islanders, Buffalo, and then the Rangers sitting last at one three and one with three points. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Did you have I've got hopes for the Rangers or uh, I've got Shesterkin and I've got oh. Panarin and I've also got Tony D'Angelo sitting on my roster right now. Tony D'Angelo is a bum. Yeah. Killing he, me, uh, man. I I just heard it was all like character issues. Dude, honestly, yeah, I snuck into like the New York Rangers deep darks twitter hole man it was so ruthless in there man is it they're so savage yeah. like uh tony d'angelo was like public enemy number two and jack johnson was public enemy number one yeah oh my god dragging on these guys so hard yeah and they're like fire co- or fire gm quinn like they're just roasting everything about the team right now they're like it's so hard to be a rangers fan <laughs> Like, dude, you guys just go the number one pick and you're crying yeah. for Angelo. Relax, man. Yeah. But Jack Johnson is literally a freaking parasite, man. That guy's so <laughs> bad. <laughs> just sucks the life out of your defense. 
Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I think New Jersey sitting in third is very surprising. The three one and one. Indeed, very surprising. Jack Hughes but, looking yeah, real good, man. Yeah, Jack Hughes is stepping up, and you know everyone, like players like McDavid and Matthews and Patterson. You're a top five pick. Everyone's expecting you to do damage right away. Oh, yeah. Jackie's Kako didn't necessarily have the rookie year that they wanted, but Man. everyone's putting a thing like, oh, he's a bust. And it was like, yo, he's played one season. Dude, bake yeah. at 350 for two to three years, man. They're good to go. Yeah. it's So, uh, Jack Hughes, he's a really special player, and he's doing really well this year. And look out for him in the future. Like, yeah, he's going to be nasty. I agree. He already is nasty, but yeah. he's going to be even nastier. But Washington always – you can always like, count on them. They Dude, haven't they have so much depth. They haven't lost. I th- like, No, they've lost three games in OT, but <laughs> – Yeah, that's – I th- most of them, I think two or three – two at least two of them were shootouts. So it's like, ah, like – Yeah, it's – Whatever. But, uh, dude, Jacob Verana, let me tell you. That guy's a weapon. That guy is something else. How's it? You have him, don't you? Yeah, I do. How's he doing? He's, like, he's in a point of game right now, at least. Really? Yeah. And, like, by point of game, I mean, I literally don't think there's been a game he hasn't got a point. It's like, he's so consistent, and, like, he's playing with Backstrom right now, and... Dude, that team just has so much depth. It's crazy. They played uh, Buffalo the other day, and I was watching that game. And obviously Kuznetsov and Ovi and Orlov are all out because of the freaking the Russian scandal, you know? <laughs> they, can't, <laughs> they can't keep away from them. Yeah, they can't put a mask on, obviously. Yeah. Um, that's so stupid, man. Like, they're sitting beside each other on the bench. like. And they go to each other's hotel rooms and... Yeah, but they're sussy. Yeah, and then they find him like a hundred thousand or something too. I know. I think it was sending a message there, but yeah, yeah, man, they put up. They lost in a shootout to Buffalo, which was rough. But like, man, they looked so good even without Ovi and Kuznetsov. Yeah, and Ovi is the greatest goal scorer of all time, and Kuznetsov is a solid. TJ Oshie is having a year number two. Pardon me? TJ Oshie is going hot this year. This guy was buzzing every shift he was on the ice. I've seen um, mock expansion drafts, mm-hmm. and I've seen, like, Oshie going to Seattle. He's so good, man. Yeah. He's a good player. I just don't know if Washington's going to protect him with, like, the cap right. he has. Maybe release oh, yeah. him. No, I could see it. I could definitely see him being one of the guys that gets yeah. ripped off. But, but uh, yeah, Washington's so deep. And they're going to be <clears throat> contenders for, or like at least a team that you can't take easy. Oh, yeah. Ever. But, um, I'm playing a team that's kind of making me mad is Philly right now. I had Ooh. Carter, I had Carter Hart winning. Carter Hart. Dude, Philly is goalie of the year. Uh, Philly is the epitome of like a team that will forever be frustrating yeah <laughs> yeah seriously dude have like all, always have to be a very good team but they, they have had, through the poops. they've had all the pieces to be a really good team like the last like 
at least five or six years, I swear. And they just and screwed the pooch every time. <laughs> something happens every <laughs> time, man. And like, yeah, Sean Couture is out right now, but that's not a big enough excuse, man. Yeah. You gotta. A uh, positive note though is like Kevin Hayes is still tearing it up. up. He's tearing it up to his right contract. Now. He got a lot of heat for signing that like seven over seven deal. He's looking like he's worth it right now. Yeah, and he's well defensive. He can still bring you like sixty points in like a regular. Oh yeah, eighty-two game season. And yeah, like he's good on the PK. But right now, the guy ripping it up, Travis Konechny. He's like tied three way tie with like Horvat and guys a little Martian type with uh, goals. Yeah, but he was drafted in 2015 McDavid year, mm-hmm. a pick before Canucks. Oh yeah, and who did we pick that year? Brock Besser. <laughs> but no, Konechny's lighting it up this year. And it's going to be interesting how this East division um, turns out because it's nine, Definitely. eight, three, seven, six, five, three. So like even like Buffalo in seventh place, they're with yeah. Hey, and it's two points good away. To see that every team's at least played five games in that division. <laughs> yeah, this is the most consistent <laughs> division. I'm like fucking Central <laughs> division where Dallas and Florida's played two and Carolina's played three. Yeah. Hey, actually, four. the West. Yeah, the West has all played six too, so that's good. It's literally just the freaking Central, man. Yeah. This is, yeah. Every the North, the lowest amount. The Calgary has played games. four, which is kind of weird, but. Yeah, it's something. I don't probably... know what that's about. <laughs> yeah, I don't. <laughs> what is that? How does that make sense? Are they on a roof? <laughs> I was, I was thinking maybe. Oh, maybe the game got postponed, but that wouldn't no. make any sense, right? Because every other team is. How does this happen? I'm so confused. Maybe they just got like, like a couple of days off when got the short end of the back stick. to back or something. But yeah. I. That's weird. I'm stumped. I don't know how that happens. Like, are they going on a? Well, then they have they have Toronto next, which is weird, and not until tomorrow. Yeah, I'm. What have you been doing? Yeah, I was like, oh, maybe they got. They haven't played since they played us, or no, they played Toronto once last. Yeah. Sunday. Like maybe the game got postponed yesterday, but they've only played four. So that doesn't make sense. But maybe, yeah, dude, they, had a, they had six days off. <laughs> maybe they had a. They played us Ottawa. on the Monday. They played us on a Monday, and then the next game they played was the Sunday after that. Maybe they had Ottawa because they only played. Ottawa's only played five. So maybe weird. that. Could be. I yeah I I don't know. That's weird Dumb. though, but. Yeah, those are kind of the divisions. And what I wanted to talk about was what's a team that's surprised you in a good way so far, roughly seven games into the season? Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, probably Montreal would be the most surprising to me, really. Yeah. Even like, I knew the they were going to be good, but, like, they look so good, man. They – their defense is solid. That Romanov oh, yeah. kid is unreal. He's mm-hmm. a solid defenseman. And 
I was questionable. Like I like to fully, but I was like, can he bring? Can he like they haven't lost hype? a game in regulation yet. Yeah, I was like, can they live up to the hype? And can Toffoli actually score? And Gallagher looks so to? good. Yeah, but and yeah, I like Suzuki that. too, man. Oh, yeah, Suzuki. I, I was so mad when Kyler picked him instead of me. I was yeah. right there. Was he on your uh, – he was on your up next. I was ready to pick him. Yeah. I was like – I heard him in the World Juniors, and I was like uh, – It's is freaking – It's not even it. Yeah, are they related? I think it's his younger brother. Yeah, I thought so. But – That's so funny. Yeah, I was so annoyed. But the oh. thing is, is like I was going to pick him, but then I pressed the wrong button, and I picked Ooh. Hayes instead. And I was like, well, I have a player who doesn't even know if he's going to play this year. But Nice. Yeah. But, cool. um, yeah, my team is New Jersey. Yeah, that's a good call. They're, they had no business being that high. <laughs> yeah, for real. They're Like Mackenzie Blackwood's playing out of his mind right now. Guy's hurt now, though. And is he? Yeah. Tough. Just got hurt, like, the other night. or Yeah. Maybe two nights ago. Two, three nights ago. Yeah. But um, but yeah, anyways, New Jersey. I think they're just they're just playing good hockey right now. And they're in a pretty tough division. And who knows, like anything could happen in a shortened season. So if they can keep rolling, then maybe they'll squeak into the playoffs. But I still think they're gonna slide out. Mm -hmm. But right now, seven games in, they're playing well. Um, what's a team that so far disappointed you? Other than the Canucks. I mean, I have the Canucks, so if you say the Canucks, <laughs> I have Vancouver. <laughs> uh, let me see if I can find another team. That's a little disappointing. Um, maybe Buffalo, honestly. Yeah? Yeah. But I, I don't think they'll be at the bottom very long. I think they'll be fighting for, like, one of the last spots in the, the East, probably. Fair enough. Taylor Hall is so good, man. Taylor Hall and Jack Eichel together is a nasty combo. I uh, I think Hall is one of the more overrated players in the NHL. You know, I had that opinion kind of wavering in my head. And then I was watching him play the other night, you know, and this, this guy is just has – he's got that, like – that just, like, mentality of, like, moving the puck in the right places, man. And, like, he just handles the puck so well. And he's so fast when he's moving the puck. Yeah, he is. It's like, like he can never put it together. For some nah, reason. I know what you mean. I think yeah. like Buffalo's got a lot of good pieces on their team, though, man. Like yeah, Olafson, Eichel, yeah. obviously, Middles even Reinhardt. Yeah. So, I want to see Hall do good. I like him as a I do player. too, man. I do. I just think he doesn't necessarily live up to the hype that everyone. No. Yeah. In recent him. history, definitely not. So. It's hard to but, say. Another disappointing team for me is Colorado Rangers. so far. Colorado, I think, yeah. I think they're better than a 500 team right now, but I still think they're going to be in the top two of that division. So I'm not worried about them. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, a player that surprised you in a good way. Um, hmm. Obviously, it's still very early. Yeah. But... Yeah, there's some players that are like, well, I wasn't expecting him to take off this early. Who's who's number one on your list? Kopitar. 
Kopitar. He's like yeah. tied for the lead league in points. He has 10 on a very mm-hmm. low average LA Kings team. Yeah. And if you and he's getting he's getting up there in age. And if you can true. lead the league in scoring. Guy's been around for so long, man. Yeah. He's Freaking just a dirty solid visor player. tent. Yeah. The, the visor tent, tent has been around for so long. Oh, I know. Disgusting. I love it though. We need more visor tents. If he ever took it off, I'd be like, oh, what the hell? Yeah, I can actually see your eyes. He's like a zombie anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, look- he he always looks tired. Dude, it looks just like he had the worst night ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Couldn't get to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. Someone that surprised me so far. Honestly, Jack Hughes would be a huge one. Yeah. Didn't expect him to set off so quickly. Yeah, the Devils don't bring a lot to the table. Like, yeah, um, they're young. He sure's out, and like Jack Hughes is kind of just like putting the team on his back right now. Yeah, literally. So I like that pick. Yeah, I like that pick. Uh, do you have a player that's kind of disappointed you so far, pretty early on? Tony D'Angelo, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tony D'Angelo. Combine that with Ryan Graves too, right now, man. <laughs> you guys are killing me. Oh man, just so young. So funny. That's and so they're just, funny. Yeah, they're getting uh, the coaches just like beating them up after a game right now for sure. And he, they got his like uh, he's holding his stick a little too tight for sure right now because he knows the whole freaking box office is watching him. Yeah, ready um, to send him to play with the taxi squad again. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Petey and. Yeah. He's just like, I don't know. He's like, he's not, he doesn't seem confident with the puck. Like, he's not shooting it as much as he does. Like, he's pat, like, just now, he had a wide open lane to shoot and he passed it off into like three sticks. And it was like, he just, he has one of the uh, underrated releases in the league. And I think he just needs to fire it. He's second guessing himself now because he's missed so many in a row. Exactly. He's got like a, yeah. Got a little, I also uh, shooter. Have, I also have Dino Malkin. Dude, yeah. But I also just traded for him in fantasy. Did yeah. You see that? Uh, no, I, I don't see... know if it's gonna go through though. <laughs> I'm hoping. Yo, he sent me that and I was like, dude, I... <laughs> I was like, am I missing something? Yeah. Like, they're both struggling right now, but I think Gino has a better chance of heating up than like I do wah. But yeah. But yeah, those are uh, that's the early season, very early season, um, kind of summary, I guess you could put it. Oh yeah, but just like some surprises, some disappointments so far. It's still very early on, so a lot can change. But Daniel, thank you, you for here, coming folks. on, my guy. It's of course this is fun. This um, was a good time. Yeah, it was. It was a really good time. Uh, definitely bring you on again. Later on, we'll do this again, and uh, I the fans maybe, want that. Maybe with uh, maybe with another voice in here and get some debates or any uh, get uh, get Doug in here maybe. Oh, Dougie Everly, <laughs> yeah, he came on for the NBA preview with uh, Mac Locke. That was electric. But nah, that guy doesn't know anything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but. Uh, if you want to plug your Instagram or Twitter or anything, then go right ahead. Floor is yours. Oh, man. 
don't even worry about it they'll find me if they want to find me <laughs> all right <laughs> just let fate create its path yeah all right nowhere to um, go yeah so you guys know where to follow me at jevin.lafave on instagram and follow the podcast at leftsideheavy.thepod i'm on twitter at jevinlafave and follow the podcast at side heavy don't forget to subscribe download leave a rate and review and just share it you know just help your boy out share with your loved ones the more you share the spicier jevin gets exactly exactly listen (laughs) listen to my guy daniel more hot takes coming yeah more hot takes coming of course what else right nothing else thank you for listening and we'll see you guys next time stay sweet